Tengo ganas de entregarte el corazón metido en una... All right, guys, welcome to the podcast. This is another episode of Cheeky Media, and I'm Jake Summers. I'm joined alongside Skylar Powdermaker and Connor McDonald. And guys, please, if you like the podcast, please go onto iTunes and subscribe and comment and do all that shit. Um, SoundCloud is not going to have all of the content all the time. They'll only have our most recent shit. So please go to iTunes. That's where you need to find us. We are in the App Store or iTunes, whatever the fuck. Just open up your phone. Everyone's got it. It's right there. Couldn't be easier. Cheeky Media on iTunes. Please follow. Please subscribe. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get into this. Michelle Malone, bro. We're live, motherfucker. Howdy. Back at it. Back at it. <laughs> All right, Scott. You're going to have to get verbal now that we're recording. Can't just throw up gang signs. <laughs> Can't go full MS-13. Forget that shit. <laughs> All right. Let's fucking get into some sports talk, guys. It's been a crazy week. Uh, spring training started. Fucking... NBA uh, trade deadline. Yeah, we fucking hit nice. that shit. And uh, Sammy Sosa called himself Jesus. Yeah, he did. That. <laughs> Lots of craziness in the world of sports. All right, so let's get into it. Y'all want to start at the NBA? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we got some big trades. Big trades. Monster. Fucking boogie. Let's just start with the biggest got one. To. Fuck it. Got yeah. to. Got to. Fucking boogie gets traded for Buddy Heald and a first round pick. Oh wait. Buddy Heald, Tyreek Evans, and Langston Galloway, whoever the fuck that right, is, right. for a first round and a first round pick. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they got robbed. Straightforward. An overnight heist in the in New Orleans All Star Weekend. I mean, it's crazy. Just think about how think about New Orleans front court now between right. Anthony Davis and Demarcus Cousins. I can only think of one team that can stand up against them on offensive power or just being able to stop them. And that's in L.A. with the Clippers. Right, you got right. Blake Griffin and, uh, um, help me out here, DeAndre uh, DJ, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah DeAndre yeah. Jordan. Those are the only two guys that are big enough and I think quick enough and athletic enough to hang with the the tower of terror, or the twin towers, we yeah. should say, like we saw in Houston with, or uh, was that Elijah one? And who are the twin towers down oh, in Houston? Uh, I think you're... Is that not um, San, uh, San Antonio? No, it was no, in no, Houston. Houston. I can't remember the power forward with Elajuan, man. Regardless, actually, yeah. this, this is like a new age Twin Towers. Right, with fucking, yeah, man. With Boogie and um, Anthony Davis, man. And I think it's even, it, it's definitely a new age in this team in particular because they both can spread the floor all the way out to the three-point line. That's which true. Which is unprecedented. Yeah, you know? we've never seen that before. We've yeah. never seen two big men. I can shoot like that too. Right, can dominate anywhere on the court. Boogie is is less reliable out there in the three point land, but they both have a plus mid range. The thing, the thing about Boogie, he might be less reliable on uh, <laughs> out beyond the arc, 
But the thing is, that hasn't been an aspect of his game for a long time. Exactly. So it's definitely something that he's improving on quickly. Just oh. in the last couple of years, he's been able to shoot that. Sure. So if he's gotten that as good as he is now just within a year or a mm. season or two, imagine where he'd be in two or, two or three more seasons. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and I think it's great for the Pelicans because it allows Anthony Davis not to bear the weight of getting almost all the defensive stops. Yeah. Also being a rim protector, also having to bring down all the boards, you know it, and then score, and then and then uh, take exactly the scoring play leg. both ends, and you see Anthony Davis putting up these inc- incredible numbers, mm-hmm. and it's really just just um, contingent on his teammates and just the 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 weight, the amount of weight, like I said, he carried on his back with that team is just. I think too much for him at the time. He was really frustrated early in the season. I think this turns the Pelicans around, getting boogie, and takes that weight off. I agree. So, okay, with this trade, they're three spots behind the eighth seed, or is it three games out of the eighth seed? Right. They're three games out of the eighth seed. Do they make it to the playoffs? I I think, and... To to give you the other two two or three teams like in that contention, mm-hmm. it's the Dallas Mavericks right yeah. under the New Orleans, and then right above them by like half a game or a game. And this was at the trade deadline, so a couple games have been played. But um, the Kings were above them. Yeah, one one above. So they're definitely going to hop over the Kings, right? Right. You know, so, okay, so that's one spot. Right. But- the- they still got to get those extra, and we're mm-hmm. past we're past the All Star game. Yep. we're past the midpoint in the season. Mm-hmm. Does this trade get the Pelicans to the playoffs? Yes or no? I think it does. I think it does because they are so close, being a couple of games back, mm-hmm. and the teams in front of them. I, I don't see the Nuggets being able to put together who have the current eight seed mm-hmm. being able to put together something better than what Boogie and um, AD could do. I agree. But, but you know, I, it's going to be interesting unless it, it takes a little bit too long to gel or maybe it turns out that – because, I mean, those are a lot of names on that list that they gave up for Boogie. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's going to be total drought, you know, teamwork. But, I mean, that's about – that's two superstars like that. That's in this day and age in NBA. That's what you need nowadays. So yeah, for sure. be able to compete. I think it was a great trade. Um, but let me just play devil's advocate. Boogie is known to be – uh, a uh, menace in the locker room. Yeah, he's and a, a lot of people. Seal. Yeah, a lot of people were saying that Sacramento was just fed up and they were just ready to get him out of there at all. And maybe that's why yeah. they were so willing to take it in the ass with this trade. Mm. Man, I think that they were just fed up with him and ready to get him out of there. Yeah, the the GM dropped a a subtweet about him, a literal sub, like on Twitter, and yeah. he was saying what it said. Um, I don't want to. I'll look it up in a second, but it's um, Just a line that stuck there was uh, culture matters. He's like, we're we're happy oh, today with our that. trade decisions, whatever. Mm-hmm. Culture matters here, and blah blah. blah. Kind of like a a slight elbow nudge to Boogie, but yeah. I think honestly, in in basketball, you kind of need a little bit of edge because if, if you go super. You need that fire, grass fed. Yeah, I feel that. Like, you know, yeah, you need someone that's gonna spark a fire under everyone's ass and get them motivated right but it's just how uh 
I don't know. You don't want someone that's a nuisance. Right. But How much is it going to hurt the team? You know, that's exactly. that's what it comes down to. And it's sometimes, you know, those tags and getting thrown out, that hurts the team. Mm-hmm. And just we'll just – it's something that only time will tell, honestly. We're just going to have to wait and see. But I honestly don't think that they will make it to the playoffs. Okay. So that's just yeah. my personal opinion. Sky, do you have – what do you think? You think they'll make it? The Mavericks? No, the Pelicans. With this trade, it's, now they got Boogie and Anthony Davis. We're right there with them. You think the Mavericks are both, or which one do you think would get it? Yeah, okay, that's a, be- like that's a better question. Because they're right in the fight with them. Which, which one of the two? And you got to consider we just got New Orleans. New yeah, Orleans. I got yeah. to wait to see how he plays and see how he fits in with the Mavericks. I want to yeah. see him in action. I don't know. Okay, I, but just off your gut, if you're going to if you're gonna play, for example, one in 2K, you know, and you just have the roster... Which one's making it to the playoffs? The Mavs or the Pelicans? I say the Mavericks, dude. We have we're good at getting in the playoffs. Yeah. We have we have the coaches. Wisdom. We have yeah. yeah. We have a lot of wisdom. The Pelicans are still a relatively young roster. Yeah. Yeah. Super young. Are y'all mm. gonna eat? The, can I have one of those cookies? Are y'all gonna eat? Dude, you can have both yeah, of all those cookies. Oh, look at these cookies. Um. Yeah. Help yourself. I don't even really like raisin cookies, but these ones are good. Yeah, those do go hard. Um, thank my grandma. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to some Mavs trades. We got New Orleans Noel. Big we one. got rid of Bogut. And Fuck I Bogut. think this yeah. is exactly... I agree. Fuck Bogut. Dude. Yeah, he wasn't doing shit. Dude, no. okay, so here's what, here's the way I look at it. Bogut's a great player. He's just... he's What he is is he's a big body that you put in front of the rim and he gives you six hard fouls that make people think twice about taking it to the hoop. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. But he's not fast, okay? And when if we've learned anything from our run in 2011 with the Mavericks when we won the championship, if you're going to be an efficient Mavs team with Dirk out on the floor and you're running Dirk at the four, obviously, because he's a true four. He can't play anywhere else. Yeah, so you're running him at the four. You need someone in that five hole who can not only run the pick and roll, but run it quickly right. and athletically. Mm-hmm. And we had that with Tyson Chandler, and now we have that with New Orleans Newell. When you have Dirk out there, he's a, he's a liability athletically. Mm-hmm. And so you need someone who's quick enough that can run the pick and roll, and someone who's quick enough is a good shot blocker. And New Orleans Noel has been averaging two block shots a game. Yeah. So I think it's going to gel, hopefully, perfectly. And especially with Yogi, the way he's glowed the fuck up in these last Glow months. Gang. I mean, he came from, what's the legend? A 10-day, yeah. yeah. He came from D-League. Uh, on a 10-day contract. Day. A 10-day, let's try it. Mark Cuban, fuck around, roll the dice, shark tank, pitch, Yogi fail. And you know why I think that's half? You know Mark Cuban went to University of Indiana. Oh, is that where he's from? That's yeah. Where that's Yogi where yeah. Yogi went oh, to Indiana, wow, okay. so I think there's a he's got that like, soft there's spot. There's that yeah. Spot. He's got the soft spot for the uh, Hoosiers. Yeah, and so and I think that's why. I mean, a lot of the reason you see it with Jerry. Jerry just loves to draft Arkansas kids, and oh, I think yeah. Mark does that too. With yeah. he plays favorites to his Indiana team, and and Mark really has his ears to the ground game level to. Um, to that basketball talent level, you know, like he's mm-hmm. full, like unlike a lot of owners are kind of, 
He's like involved. distant from it. Exactly. He is, is super involved. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With the whole um, scouting and doing his own deals and trades and cheekiness. Okay, so I have a question for you. Um, when I watched March Madness and I watched Yogi in college, which I'm not a huge college basketball guy, but I do watch M March Madness religiously oh, yeah. every year. Oh, yeah. And Yogi Ferrell showed the fuck out in Indiana. He was a great player. He put up stats and everything. So I'm trying to find out why he went, why did he fall by the wayside and end up in the D-League? Was it purely because size, just because he's a short guy and he got overlooked? Or why? Because I remember him doing well in college. Right. Like he was a, one of the best players on that Indiana team. And that's yeah. like, that's a squad, man. Yeah. Why I mean, did he fall by the wayside? Especially when we're seeing how a guy his size can make it with this league and examples with Curry mm -hmm. and Damian and Russ. You see guys his size making up for their lack in height with athleticism and the yeah. ability to shoot the ball. Isaiah and what Thomas. does Yogi have? He has athleticism and the ability to Man. fucking spray that shit. Yeah, he's so got I don't understand yeah. why people, why he just went undrafted. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But I guess that's why I, I'm not paid to make those million-dollar decisions. <laughs> you know? Man, There's a yeah. lot of underlying themes that go into yeah. making the, the right pick. Those GMs are, above all things, proper businessmen. And they all, they all look at every, every, every factor. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> every factor that goes into that. And it's... Probably, I wanted to say 50-50 there, but it's like 25%. They're keeping an eye on their personality, what their life's right. like. Are they balling out at clubs all night? Right. You know? Their perspective is on a whole other level than the average fan's perspective on the issue. Oh my gosh. Their livelihood is on yeah. the line. You know what I mean? Their, their decisions are never made hastily. And the thing about that job... <laughs> you get fired from an office job, you know, you get fired from Allstate, and chances are, you know, you go find a job in another insurance company, you go work for State Farm, but you get fired from the Mavericks for making some bad personnel decisions, and nobody in the NBA wants to hire you, you know right. what I mean? You fuck Black up at one of those jobs, and you're done, mm -hmm. you're done, there's only one way to go, down, when you're up at that top level, <coughs> there's no more going up, and... Yeah, <laughs> shit gets crazy. Oh, yeah. Cutthroat, man. All right, so let's talk about a story a, a little less. Well, it's serious. I don't want to take away the seriousness of the story, but it'll be a more interesting conversation. Skyler, there's a high school. Well, let's call her. Let's call her a. a <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, she. <laughs> you got Scott going, Jay. She's a. You had me at high school. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so she's a high school chick that was born a chick, but she identifies herself as a guy. Okay? And she's a, a senior or junior. I don't know. She's one of the older grades. She's an upperclassman. And she's, for a year, been going through the process of transitioning to a guy. So for a year now, she's, she's, been, like on, she's been on testosterone. Yeah, okay? Okay, so now here's the deal. He, he, she is a wrestler and she wants to wrestle the guys, mm -hmm. but guys don't want to wrestle a girl because she still, for the most part, looks like a girl. This is at Trinity High School. I mean, is she so like let's a put girl? That, but she's turning, she's in the process of turning into a guy. Like, does she look like a guy? Does she I don't have know. Like I've never hair, seen her. Like, I mean, 
When Dude, she still she still has happy, female assets. Start, okay, she still got boobs and girls, a vagina. Girls grow hair though yeah. on their face and stuff. When Especially they when they're taking tea. testosterone. Exactly. Yeah. No, because they're you know because they're taking te- tea. Regardless, I mean, it, this guy doesn't want to fight her. Okay, and the and the school district has a policy that says whatever is on your birth certificate, that's where you have to fight. And now all these girls who are going to have to wrestle her are saying, well, fuck that. She's taking testosterone. Yeah. Like, that's not fair. She's yeah, on steroids. She's altering altering so, the, the biological playing field, per se. So who's who's wrong? The, the school board? The kid who won't fight her because she's not a girl? I mean, dude, this is uncharted waters. I don't think... Uncharted don't think, waters. We've never seen anything like wrestlers this. at fault. You but know, that's just personal opinion, man. That's that's gonna happen with every different fighter. Like you're that you're gonna come across that. Okay, whatever. but what if what so, if they? Okay, so say this girl's. Let me put it in this scenario. Say this girl's really good at wrestling, and she's like in did, this at the state. Yeah. Okay, and she makes it all the way to the final, the final like the state ballot for to be number one in the state. You know, some Dylan Acres type shit. And she gets up there. That guy walks up. Oh, that's a chick. Nah, man, can't fight her. Nah. But it's the he state. You want to do that at state. But. He'd be like, alright, this bitch is good. Like, she's at state. I'm, okay, but dude. I'm a dry, okay, but, but you're trying to, like, no. cop out of my fucking yeah. scenario. So stop being, stop doing that and answer my question. <laughs> What's your question? There has to be a rule set in place. And then everyone has to follow that rule. So I guess what I'm trying to ask you is, what rule would you set in place? Do, do you have to fight with the sex you were born into, or should you be able to switch? It's that simple. But, there's no, you can't say, oh, but Sheila can't, everyone can, but Sheila, fuck Sheila, she sucks. No, it has to be for everybody. Okay, you're, you're a school board, you're, you're director of the LISD, and what are you the, doing? The specific person you're talking about, though, is taking, like, drugs to actually become a man. Exactly. So do you let? That's what they do. That's my question. Train, so if yeah, so, so if a, that specific person can come in, but the girls can't. Okay, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So a transgender. You gotta have it both ways. So okay. So say now I'm say now I'm a wrestler. I'm Jake Summers, right? I'm, I'm Jake Summers, and I'm a freshman wrestling, and I'm a man wrestler. But then I go off that summer between freshman and sophomore <laughs> year, man. I have some life experiences, yeah. and I come back different, man. Yeah. I'm not the Jake you used to know. I'm wearing dresses and high heels. <laughs> I have tits, and you don't see my bulge no more. And, he wants and to beat up now bitches. I want to fucking yeah. No, I don't want to beat up bitches. No, I'm the still six team. two. Wait, I'm still yeah, six yeah. two. I want to go play on the volleyball team, oh. and I want to be a spiker, yeah, and I want to shove the ball down there. Yeah. Am I cool? Yeah. Okay, Dude, so as long as you, you so what you're saying is as long as take like estrogen and shit, don't you see how that could be a okay, problem? Okay, no, 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 I'm cool. No, the, but he gave me an answer. So as long as the person has made the switch, then you're cool with it. Like full commitment. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like, like you're gonna be following them, like peeking in their window at night. Like, bitch, you better like, be fucking. You better <laughs> better not be half-assing this. Yeah. And you're gonna be on their I ass. I have an eye on you. Okay, well, like, I think this turned into like out of state rules. Like, you gotta sit on the sidelines for like a year and just show like how exactly transgender you really are. <laughs>
So for the record to be straight, Sky's, Sky's contingency is that the he, he gets to monitor be, that. Yeah, yeah. And he gets to be the judgment. Yeah. He gets to yeah. call shots on Just if you're transgender if, enough. No, no. If you're fully committed to it, I think it is. Yeah, he gets to judge you. Really he gets to judge you on your commitment to becoming like, a new gender. Oh yeah. That's. I love that. Okay, we literally well. hire people to spy on your life and see if you're really continuing as a female. Or Let's move on to some fucking stars talk after that. Alright, so Dallas Stars, dude. We, Patrick Eves, number one score. Put the man in the green, in the victory green that scored the most, put the most pucks in the back of the net, and we just sent him on a plane. He's on his way to Anaheim. What the fuck? Is that just a season give up? Or what's going on? What do you think, Sky? Well, his cookies are delicious, first of all. <laughs> he said Sky, not Stephanie. <laughs> yes. I didn't ask Stephanie for her opinion on the cookies. <laughs> no, dude, the way... It. The way Jim Dill phrased it, it sounds like a, a white flag to me. But what did Jim Dill say? Dude, Jim Dill literally said the sentence. I hope he go gets a Stanley Cup in Anaheim. Oh, no. dude, he said that. I mean, I love Patrick Gibbs. I kind of, if the Stars aren't gonna do it. And the Ducks are pretty fucking good, man. man. It uh, sucks to have that mindset, though, you know? Yeah, it As is, a, dude. But, I mean, we're that far out of it. We're fucking barely over 500. What, what's our record? How we far have, out from the playoffs are we? Is it doable or no? We're battling for a wild card spot with Calgary right now, but Calgary's really fucking good. They don't really lose. They're like, the, they've won five on? of their last six games. Damn. Brian uh, Elliott's really do, good. Do you know the spread of, like, how many games down or, like, if they're... Dude, they're up. Like, we just came off break. Yeah, we had a week-long break. Uh, that's actually a new thing they're doing in the NHL. Every team gets six consecutive days off at some point in their season. It's so, like, the cool. first team to get a win coming off a break. Um, like, one of the first. But still, dude, we're still not looking good. Calgary, we're battling Calgary, and Calgary is hot. And even if we do get in the playoffs, man, I don't have a lot of hope. I mean, just the Dude, way I the season's been looking. Hockey so bad. I just want it so fucking bad. <laughs> Anything could happen in the playoffs. That's a whole other game, but I just want to get in there. But it's just so sad to see that we give up our... Okay, so let's actually talk about the well, silver dude, lining, what we're going to get. Ease was kind of getting, getting up there in age. He's injured a lot. This is like his first really healthy season, but I don't know, dude. A lot of people are saying that this is his peak right here, and that this is a good time to... He was the number one scorer on the team. He was going off. Oh, yeah, it's he's, he's having a great season. We got rid of a great player. I know. Calgary Flames, right? Yes. Um, they're only... We're 61 and 24, and they're 62 and 32. Oh, that's, that's not right. I'm tripping. Yeah, that's not they're right. They're 32 and 26. And we're 24 and some shit. 24 and 27. That's yeah. very high, folks. <laughs> 60. That's so that is GP. What is GP? Games, Games playing. Yeah. All Gips right. Hat. 
So we trade Patrick Eves to Anaheim. We get a second round conditional pick. If Anaheim goes into the conference rounds of the then playoffs. that second round pick becomes a first round pick. Yeah. Which would be money. Okay, so let's say ultimate scenario. Oh yeah, okay. My bad. We could also get Eves back in the summer. Yeah, he does become a free agent, but... And he likes Dallas, dude. You think even though we traded him? still get cut, though? You're cut or traded, or... Well, no, he's... I mean, the getting... Anaheim's only written him. Right, right, until his contract's up, basically. Yeah, right? it's like a... Until the end of the season. It's like trade season. And then he'll have his choice, but... He dude, just, they just bought off the he, Would you want to come done. right back to the team that just got rid of you? I wouldn't. I'd go somewhere else. And especially if you're going to the Ducks, yeah. that's a pretty good team. And yeah, Anaheim's not as not not too shabby of a city compared to a lot of the cool. fucking hockey cities. Anaheim is a beautiful. Anaheim city. is awesome compared to fucking most of the NHL cities. You know what so, I mean? So uh, he'd be thirty-four by that time. He could be old. Oh, yeah, that good. Well, okay. So let's talk about silver lining. Let's say best case scenario that second round pick does turn into a first round pick. They make the conference uh, playoffs. Fucking or, hope they don't. But let's just say they do, and we get a first-round pick. What are you doing with that first-round pick? What position are you going? First round? Mm Mm-hmm. Probably defenseman. Defenseman? Yeah. Get some size? I'd agree. I would say that, and then try to... I mean, dude, what do you feel about our goalie situation? I don't think that's going to be hanging around much longer. I think we need to shake that up. I think, I think we, we have two really Miami. good backup goalies. Miami only has one year left. We should buy him out. Get don't a, y'all think they could trade Get for a new young assets. backup goalie. If they, a Vasilevsky type goalie. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if... Or Neuvers. I don't know. I just don't have a lot of... Kari's I mean, I, li- I like Kari. He's we good. Have, but, dude, I don't have one. playoff faith in put, him, bro. I really don't. Dude, Kari's amazing sometimes, bro. That's what he's I'm sometimes. That's what I mean. Kari. He's so I've good in the... Dude, he got to the third to the second round of the playoffs, man. I know. And, he, dude, he's not the same, though, in the playoffs. And you can't even look me in the eye and say dude. he is because he's not. Dude, remember game six? Bro, he has St. his Louis, spurts. I'm where telling. he went fucking crazy and brought it back home to Dallas and then blew it. Yeah, and then blew it. But, dude, that game was fucking... Was amazing. He stood that, on his That's head. awesome, but... I know he dude. doesn't do it. He doesn't string They're a it. Dice can... roll. Kari and DMV are both the dice roll. One of them is hot. You never know which one's gonna be. Yeah, hot. And that's what I'm saying. That's not good. That's we need a starting goalie and a backup goalie, so and we don't have that. Can't okay. make the decision. Gosh. Okay, well, f- dude, I think that it needs to be shaken yeah, up. Yeah, he's tight, but he's old. We need a new young goalie. Dude, dude. I think Kari needs. Well, I we think we need to fuck it. Get Ben Bishop and keep Kari and just cush out on goalies. Dude, that would be awesome. No, I say both out of our salary cap. No, I say we both of them. We yeah, get rid of both of them. Get Ben Bishop and get a young, like just a backup. Because then, guess what? We have a starting fucking goalie. We have Ben Bishop. We have a a dude, guy who we can put in there, and we though. know he can. Dude, we have someone when we need a game one, we put him in there, and he wins a game. That's what Ben Bishop does. And that's playoff hockey. Dude, our backup would be shit because we'd have to be paying Ben Bishop. Wouldn't it matter because we'd have Ben Bishop. We get to pick and choose what games we wanted to win. It doesn't. Do you and understand? That also, that also means that you could pick how up. often Ben Bishop is injured. But that also it leaves. He hasn't been playing at all recently. It's it leaves Capra. But still, dude, it's not. Um, 
he's in just because he's injured now does not mean he's going to be injured like a lot in the future and that's that's not going to negate what he's worth as a goalie bro i would Still. much rather have him and a shittier goalie than two media not mediocre dude yeah mediocre fuck it goalies in niami and kari kari being slightly Kari's better than doing pretty good Kari's eighth of the league in five on fives. He's pretty good. He's not bad, dude. He gets he gets lit up a lot. His defense lets him down a lot. Yeah, but he also that's not my worries, bro. My worries is what I see him in the play when what I I see his play in the playoffs, bro. And he's just not. He has good games, but he can't he's string learning, them back bro. to he's back. He's been the playoffs twice. He's learning. All right. He's getting experience. He's getting further every time. I'll listen to you, Sky. I'll have faith He's in Kari. He's climbing the stairs. I'll have faith in Kari, man. I'll listen to you. I mean, you're going to have to because I don't see the stars getting rid of him. He's Neither do I. He's pretty franchised. Well, yeah, it's going to be hard to move that money around. Um, okay, so here's a guy. If you have so much faith in Kari, let's move it to the bench. Lindy Ruff. End of the season. We don't make it. And I'm just... His scenario i'm just spitballing it's coming up end of the season we don't make it to the playoffs i think he's gone what about you dude i don't know we might put him on a one year just a one year we might just put him throw him on a one year right after that because we understand that uh dude i don't know he's done dude, he's been here crazy. a long time know. Jim might just do some fucking crazy shit. That's what I'm saying. Fuck out. Yeah, and I think it's coming, dude. I smell it for some reason. I love Lindy Ruff. I love how just he's just an honest rock, or he's just an honest coach, man. He's not gonna lie to you. In fucking, he has had a bad season, but it's. I think it's. I don't think Jim will put up for it, honestly. And I think he's had a a long enough stint here. And I mean, shit, dude. You've seen Jim now fucking get rid of a lot better you know what i mean for a lot less <laughs> and i don't know i just don't see him sticking around i see i i see him exhorting new options i don't know about you yeah you're fired you're fired you're fired you're fired you're fired you're fired you see 209 dude 209's coming up and there are so many juicy looking fights on here yeah that are just Four major fights. I mean, Dana stacked the fuck out of this card. I mean, I, I wish... I'm I, counting five just because y'all are sleep, Dude, th- this is the sleeper fight of the night. Lando, remember this name. Lando Groovy Venata. Groovy. Sleeper fight. Bro. Jake called it. Sleeper fight. He... I watched I him the fight... the first on the card? Sorry to cut you off. No, he's, it, he's after Mark Hunt. And, oh, uh, okay. So second. All-Star. Mark... Okay, yeah. go ahead. So, so it's going to... I'll, I'll tell you in order the fights. It's going to be Overeem versus Mark Hunt, okay? That's going to be a dope <gasps> fight. Just two big gorillas going Mark at Hunt, it. Return of the Mark Hunt, possibly? I mean... And how old is he, man? Dude... And Overeem's not young himself, man. No, he's been in what, like fifty-one fights? Yeah, he's as a fought way more. But honestly, I if I might be mistaken, but I think Mark Hunt is older. Mark Hunt, ladies and gentlemen, and friends of mine, Mark Hunt has been fighting since fucking UFC. I think it's like one twenty or thirty or something. <laughs> this man is a like a fucking legend in the UFC. Someone look up his first fight, like what year that was. 
I'd, I'd be interested to know. All right, so over in versus Mark Hunt, who do you have winning the fight? I got Mark Hunt coming out with a dusty right hand. Oh, <laughs> I would say a don't put your money sleeper. on it. I would say don't. No. I mean, Mark Hunt no, can knock out anyone. Icy. But yeah, over him is yeah. icy. I think he's the better athlete. And mm-hmm. I think that just. Uh, Mark, do. when you're Mark fighting Hunt an old a, man, though, and yeah. you have an athlete, I think athleticism wins. Right. Yeah. Realistically, uh, yeah, dude, just outpaced. Yeah. The thing is, the Mark, the Mark like Hunt factor is if you get caught wrong, especially in the first or into the second round where he still has some good stamina and some strength behind him, you get hit with one of those, It's that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's thing it. about Mark Hunt. It only takes one. Yep. It only takes Straight one. Straight up. It's And that's his It's just can he get that one before he gets beat up. Yeah. It's like, it's a race. It's just yeah, a Uber's race. Over known to knock some motherfuckers out too. That's what I'm saying. So I'm taking over him that's in that fight. And then, preceding that fight, we have... Is that your car? Is uh, after that fight we have the sleeper fight of the night, and uh, David Timer versus Lando Groovy Venata. I have my man Groovy, bro. He's a fucking assassin. He's young. This is his first like. He's not ranked. Uh, he's had ten professional fights. He's nine and one, and he's only been on prelims. This is his first main card fight. This is the first time he'll be under the spotlight. And I watched him fight over Christmas break, and he tore a man up like a savage. He just knows what he's doing. He's very entertaining to watch, and I have him in this fight. Is that you? No, it's not me. It kind of sounds like my horn, bro. I'm tripping. That's honestly... I'm tripping. I'm, I'm fucked up, bro. You're good. All it's right. So after that fight, we have a very, very interesting one. Rashad Evans versus Daniel Kelly. Yeah, Dude, I'm, I'm, exci- I'm excited to Rashad. see Rashad. Return of Rashad. He's broke his knee. What, what, what's, uh, what? what's the tendon he, bro- he injured? One of the, I knew it was something, something he blew. He blew out. But his- he blew it out, had a surgery, and then while he was recovering from that first surgery, he blew it out again and had to re-recover, and it was terrible. He, was, he had a fight and everything. He was training for the fight. And he blew it out. But now the man is back. Dude. But, shot. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say he's back, but he's back much, much older than what he was. And he's known That's to not, be a killer. Yeah. He's known to be a killer. But his last fight was, was his last fight against Jones? I think it was. Yeah, it was a while ago, and man. And he, he lost that fight. I can't remember the last He time. lost that fight pretty bad. And then he moved to from uh, Jackson's and... Uh, Albuquerque, he moved to Florida and joined Jocko, and I mean that that fight changed his life. And he hasn't fought professionally from then. He's aged a lot. He has yeah. kids now. Will he come back the same savage? Rashad <laughs> Evans is he the same fighter, dude? What do you think? That's the thing, cause so Rashad I think is gonna struggle most because of his age and the injury, because. I mean, if it was if this was Rashad Evans in 2007, 2006, when he's like even like 32, 33, I don't know if those numbers are those. They're probably somewhat off. Yeah. But or, yeah, he's not as far But you know, whatever. A younger Rashad Evans. It's our. It's arbitrary. But um, 
it, the the body doesn't heal right at that age. I feel with those really traumatic injuries, they stick around much longer, mm-hmm. and I think that just get gets exposed in an MMA fight to the death. Basically, like he's just I don't I don't know I don't know if he's he's going to be able to have the strength that he once had. I don't know. It is, a, but he is fighting Daniel Kelly, who is it's a favorable matchup for him if he can be the older shot at him. Exactly. If he can come exactly. out and have the fucking, I mean, just his striking form and fucking, just the way he used the to knockout. hit people. Yeah, dude. And, he, I mean, he could move, too. He, he would, the way he just keeps his head on the swivel, if he still has that same quickness and ag- agility to himself, to his fight game, he dude, can beat I, Daniel Kelly. Yeah. But... Yeah. If it's not there, if he's a slowed version of that, if he's just a few notes off the metronome, he's not. I don't think he'll. Daniel Kelly's still a professional fighter, and I think he'll he'll take him to work. Mm-hmm. All right, so you want to bring in this next fight because I you've worked on yeah. his name, you practice saying uh-huh. it. How do you pronounce so his name for me one more time? Khabib Nurmagomedov, the monster from Russia. Who's Say his last name one more time for me. Nurmagomedov. God, you got that down, man. I, I heard Joe say, I've been watching a bunch of his fights. So yeah. he's a ground-to-pound guy. Uh-huh. He's, uh, he's also a pretty good striker, but he likes to just shoot, take down. Like He's super um, um, knowledgeable in like wrestling mm-hmm. and uh, grappling mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and, and it's an interesting matchup because... So is Tony Ferguson, yeah, who is the interim champ right now uh, through some UFC fuckery, which we'll get to in a second once we get through the card. I have a real problem with this fight. Yeah, yeah, but um, anyway, the, the, it's it's a it's an interesting matchup, you mm-hmm. know, because they do have such similar. Um, They're both wrestlers. fighting styles. Yeah, yeah. and I, I like I like those fights because a lot of the time with the uh, versatility of um, MMA, mm-hmm. you you always almost always see. This fi- this fighter is a good at striking, has a little bit of jiu-jitsu. Like mm-hmm. this fighter is, and that's what it's so cool about MMA. But mm-hmm. seeing like these two forces collide is basically just like who's the better at their craft. Exactly. You know? it's, it's yeah. Interesting. And and these fights where the guys have the same style and they match up, they always tend for me to have like the craziest outcomes. Yeah. And just the they ultimate go for fuckery. Long, long. And it will be a, exactly they go for a long time. And this will be a five-round fight, and I have a serious problem with this. Because, do you want to explain the whole what they're fighting for and why they're there? Yeah, probably break it so down better than me. It's technic- technically a interim championship that they're fighting for mm-hmm. um, because of the quote-unquote deserted titles from McGregor's right. uh, paternity leave. Right? And I explain think- what that is. So McGregor has the title, and he's the champion in this weight class. But then he takes a break for right. the baby, right? And he's not fighting, you know. He's—I mean, shit—he's making money, basically. He's just Good chilling, you know. Yeah. And so he's doing a lot of marketing, you know. He's yeah. right, but to the UFC, he's just out, and the UFC still has to happen. So they take the next two best fighters in that weight class, mm-hmm. which are these two guys, and they have to fight for another championship. So there's now two champions in this weight class mm. when Connor decides to come back. Yeah. Which makes no sense to me. Mm. How is there two champions? So I don't know if it's it 
so I think technically they both get the term interim cha- like both the mm-hmm. reign the one that wasn't defeated but um yeah I don't I don't know where the line gets drawn I know if the fighter the, th- the interesting thing is like let's say Conor McGregor was like 40 and he broke both his legs in the last fight they'll be like oh okay you're gone you're not gonna fight anymore you know but he was still the champion but the thing is with him he's such an attraction they want him to fight so badly and Mm -hmm. defend his uh championships that you know they're gonna still technically keep him an interim champ because that keeps money and right you know that makes sense so they want to just keep that title yeah so when he does come back which is inevitable right rather than just have a placeholder right so, okay, that does make sense from a business standpoint. You actually shed a lot of light on that, mm. why they would do it. I just have a bothersome to say that there's two of the best. But I I don't know. That does make sense. Um, the thing, what was I going to say? Mm. It's all good. Do you want to get on to Tyron and Yeah, talk let's to get on to the main event. Hell yeah. So the card we've all been waiting for, the controversial last Tyron Woodley and uh, Wonderboy fight, um, was a bloodbath. Yeah, if you haven't watched this fight, do yourself Got a favor to. and go to YouTube. Just type in Woodley versus um, Thompson. Talking, yeah, Thompson, yeah. and it will come right up. Full fight. You can watch right there. Yep. And it was a bloodbath. It oh, was that both guys had crazy exchanges. They both knocked each other out at one point, and these guys are so tough that as soon as their ass hit the ground, they sprung back up unconscious and just somehow managed to stay on their feet. And at one point, fucking Woodley had um, Wonder Boy in this crazy headlock, and it looked like he was going to squeeze the man's head off. Break his neck. Yeah, literally his spine was protruding from his neck and you could see each individual vertebrae and it looked like he was going to pull his head off quite yeah. literally and, and i thought stra- we were going to watch him in off, off that specific point you just made i heard a strange thing i don't it didn't i i don't know i don't know much into grappling like that but it didn't mm-hmm. really make sense to me woodley was saying that he had a small head or something so i yeah. thought he would slip out he thought he could slip out so Maybe I the the size of his head, it was easier for him to not get choked or slip out at the end because it was like, how Something. is he going to escape that? And he pulled out and he got on top yeah. of him a little bit. I mean, Woodley is a – I mean, sorry. I mean, Woodley obviously is too, but what I was about to say is Wonder Boy is a – is a warrior, man. He went through an ass whooping. He's still – The fact that he didn't – I mean, because yeah, yeah, even though you're right. not getting choked – Tyrone Woodley is a strong man, and if he's squeezing on your head, that does not feel good. That's straight pressure to the dome. Yeah, like that does Should the fact that you you can withstand that for um, more than a minute. Which if you a minute might not seem like a long time. Try to hold your breath for a minute. Okay, now think that the a strong ass motherfucker is squeezing your head. And while you're holding your breath. And trust me, that's a long-ass time. And then you're going to come out of that somehow and fight for two more rounds? Wait, that happened in the third or fourth round? Maybe the fourth. Uh, fourth, yeah. Okay, okay. so you're going to, regardless, come out and fight for seven more minutes? Yeah, yeah. A bloodbath where you're both exchanging blows and it's the last round, so they're both going at it? It was insane, okay? Now, as close as the fight was... I do think Tyrone won just because I think he scored more punches and he, so he dazed him a few more times. And just the and fact just that he had test. him in a headlock. Yeah. 
for that. how I mean he grounded like the whole first round. Yeah, uh, the whole first round. Fucking Woodley round had wait, hold on, hold on. The oh, first sorry. round Woodley had like fifty one strikes and Thompson had one. Yeah, it was because he just ground and pounded him one side, and, and he was leaking. Woodley, dude, Woodley is. Woodley could wrestle way better than Thompson. Thompson is a karate master. Yeah. He's a striker. Mm-hmm. And fucking Woodley needed, and Joe kept saying it, he needed to just take him down and ground him. He's a stronger guy. Yeah. But no, he wanted to stand with him. And he was literally playing, like Joe said, it was, he was playing chess with the chess master. I mean, yeah. the, he was playing fucking Stephen Thompson's game. And you mm-hmm. can't do that. But overall, I think he won. And I think the judges scored him uh, or agreed with me because they came out and they announced him as the yeah, winner. Yeah, this was the controversial. And this gets so controversial because they announced him as the winner. As the winner, he's defended his title. They put the belt around the man. Okay, everyone's congratulating him. He hugs his team. You know, they show his mom in the crowd. She's crying. You know, his whole family's there. Blah blah blah. Joe Rogan comes up and it's post fight interview, victory interview. He's asking him about how he won, blah blah blah, all these. And mid question, Joe starts to get a um, somebody talking in his ear, you know, through the through the headbud and or earbud, and um, he stops the question and he says, "Oh wait, wait, wait!" And then you see Dana say, "Joe," and he yanks Dana yanks Joe out of there. The ref comes back in, grabs both fighter by the hand, and the man announces it is ultimately a tie. Mm. That and was crazy. Some they, serious fuckery was. Yeah, going they on. took away. It's not not even that it's a fight. It was a championship fight. Mm. They announced him as a winner after they double checked. I want to add that the ref went back and yeah. double checked the score mm. before he announced Tyrone the winner the first time. And Goldberg so, said that on the because uh, he's still doing the commentaries. Oh, yeah. he get, I guess he had to double check the you know the recycling. Yeah, he, he literally it. said he that word it for on the word. Color commentary. Yeah, and so he went back and double checked, and after double checking, like Santa Claus, checked that motherfucker twice. He came back, announced Tyrone the winner, and then in the background, if you watch closely, you see Dana White, and I get a little fucking squirmy, and he's talking yeah. to the uh, announcer. And then all of a sudden, they change it, and it's a tie. And what I think this is, I think it's just some bullshit UFC money grab because they saw the huge advantage in a rematch between these two, another fucking main card where they could make money, and that's exactly what we're seeing with UFC 209. But guess what? I'll fucking watch it. So they sold me. Yeah, here it is, UFC 209. And we're talking about the it. I'll fight. be watching it, but I think that's exactly hyped, what it was. It's a, but I think yeah. they hoed fucking at the same time. Is that That's not fair to Tyrone Woodley. You can't do that shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, I, you can't take away a man's W after giving it to him. Like, if they want to do some shady shit behind the scenes right. and not nobody knows about it, I don't know about it, the fighter doesn't know about it, then okay, fair. I mean, it was a really close fight. If they would have just came out and scored it a tie, then I, most people are accepting that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the sure. fact that they gave him the W, they read the judge's scorecard yeah. after double checking. That man went and looked at the judge's score two times and then came and announced it to the arena. I promise you what he read was what the judges had scored. And only one judge, in the original reading, only one judge had 
Tyron Woodley by one point. Yeah. Two judges had it a tie. One judge had Woodley by one point. In comes Dana. Slithers in with the guy, and, the announcer. And then somehow it becomes a tie. A unanimous tie. And they get away with murder. But that is the lovely fucking chaos of the USC. And they sold me, so I'll be watching. Yeah. <laughs> Same. All right. Well, with that said, I think we're going to wrap it up. It's been a late night, so... Y'all stay breezy. Peace.